Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 7D energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Sandy L. Yang. I hope you feel empowered by what we talked about today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Lunar New Year.、Um, it was also just Aquarius New Moon, so a lot of like new beginnings energy. I don't know about you, but January felt like a very, very long month. And、um, I always feel like February around like you know Lunar New Year time. I'm like ready to go,、um, but I am excited to introduce you to today's、um, guest, Tiffany Dawn. We are here to talk about numerology in today's episode, and I am not the expert. Tiffany is the expert. I've known Tiffany for a、um, couple of years now. She is. So intelligent, so well spoken. She is also an a high practitioner, and she is an expert in numerology. So I'm excited for you to learn from her in today's episode. So I was super excited to invite Tiffany on the podcast to talk about numerology earlier in the year because it is a fantastic tool to help you plan out your year and kind of like think about. Obviously, like you can think about logistical things, like when do you want to go on vacation, when do you want to start a project. But actually,、um, every single year has a different theme,、um, individually and collectively. And every single month over a year has like its own little theme as well. So,、um, for example, Sandy. Me,、um, I am currently in my personal seven year in 2024. That means last year, 2023, I was in my six year. So each number has a different theme. When you're in your six year, the energy of six is very relationship focused. It wants harmony, balance is very nurturing. So I will tell you, 2023 was a big relationship year for me. No, I didn't fall in love. No, I didn't get into a relationship. But I did experience a ton of healing and growth in that arena,、um, more than I ever thought I would. And I remember in the beginning of 2023, I learned that about my sixth year, and I was like, "Huh, interesting. I'm curious what's gonna come up for me." And Not that I ever plan any of those things, but yeah, like I said, I just experienced so much growth and healing in the relationship arena. It definitely made me more compassionate as a human. I used to really not understand how I don't know how it feels like to be heartbroken over like a one-on-one romantic relationship or something that didn't work out, but now I certainly do. And I feel like I can understand what people are struggling with and going through so much more, which makes me a better healer and coach. So I guess that's fine. I'm okay with that. And 2024 is a personal year seven for me. Seven is known for being like a more spiritual energy. Is more introspective. 
So when people are in their seven year, they tend to be just like a little bit more, um, what is the word, introverted. They tend to be more focused on their internal growth. Again, it's not like you start your seventh year and you're just like, well, I'm going to become an introvert. It just very naturally unfolds from personal experience so far. I feel like I want to be by myself a little bit more than I used to. Um, I have been tapping into my own Akashic Records a lot more frequently than I used to. Um, Yeah, and actually like enjoying being in my records. And yeah, with like personal seven year, there's just more of that seeking for clarity in one's like you know, life purpose or like beliefs and values, that type of thing. Um, doesn't have to be like super spiritual, but it is like more of an internal year. So curious to see what's going to bring up for me. Um, and yeah, like I'm curious what personal year you are in. Definitely keep listening to hear what Tiffany has to say about each number. And here's the exciting part. So I'm introducing you to Tiffany and Tiffany is a numerology expert. If you book a reading with her and let her know that you found her through this podcast, through me, she'll gift you a bonus monthly overview of your year. So each month has its own number. So personally, February is my month nine and January was my month eight. So every month has its own different theme. And this is where it gets really fun because some months are better to start new projects than others. Some months you're going to be more inward focused while other months are going to be like better for networking and building something and putting yourself out there. And again, numerology can be super fun and interesting and helpful in helping you plan out your year. So if you do decide, hey, I really want to like look more into my numerology, just like astrology, just like human design, this is another really amazing tool to help you understand yourself better what you're here to do um obviously this is not your bible this is just like a really fun expansive tool to kind of like help you tap into your higher potential um so if you book a reading with tiffany um which is i can tell you so amazing she is such a master in this stuff and she's just very insightful and she makes it really fun so if you Book a reading with her. Let her know you found her through this podcast. She'll gift you a monthly overview document um, that she prepares for you. This is like an add-on to your three-hour numerology reading with her. Um, This is value at $200. So this is going to be super helpful for you. Um, Over the course of a year, you'll learn which months are better for you to focus on, let's say, your financial goals. Maybe like you want to start a new project or you want to start a new business and she will highlight which months are better for you to take action, which months to kind of like take it easy and just sit back and relax because that's important too. And maybe some months are better for you to 
put yourself out there and network a little bit more, build relationships with people in your industry, that type of thing. I had the opportunity to experience a three-hour numerology reading with Tiffany back in end of October last year, and it was so brilliant. She is definitely the go-to person for numerology readings, um, so definitely just check out this episode, learn from her, connect with her on Instagram, visit her website, just see how you um, resonate and I will tell you um, how one person enjoy like a system like astrology or human design or numerology, um, how someone enjoys like a helium modality. So much of it depends on who is facilitating, who is delivering. Um, and if you enjoyed today's episode with Tiffany on numerology, definitely go connect with her further on Instagram, on her website and yeah, if you feel called to, definitely book a reading with her. It is so worth it. All right, without further ado, I'm going to let you sit back and enjoy the episode. And I hope you enjoy. I'll see you on the other side. Tiffany, I am super stoked for this conversation. Um, so we're here to talk about numerology. And this is the perfect time to talk about it because we just started 2024. And this is a collective eight year, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, eight, like the number eight, which feels very abundant and infinite and powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Um, but there are so many moving pieces when it comes to numerology in this podcast. I would love to ask you the most important pieces that people um, should know about in order to thrive and expand and um, live more quote-unquote in alignment to their gifts and what they're good at and what makes them feel fulfilled so super happy to have you I'm stoked I'm very very excited to be here I love numbers they're such a big language for me yeah and I didn't know this was like your specialty until recently and you're the expert um yeah, you're a very uh, talented human, but um, I want to talk about you first. So Tiffany, tell us a little bit more about yourself, who you are and what you do. So I am an insight coach. Um, I help guide people through to reach their own personal epiphanies and grow themselves forward. I know a lot of the typical coaching models are uh, they really direct you and tell you where you're at in your growth process. And I feel that I'm more obligated to support someone through their own. So I help them move through insight by insight. And I am a numerologist, of course, and an energy practitioner. Yes. Okay. I love all of that. Um, I like what you said about coaching um, because it's like an interactive process. Yes. Yeah. It's like, okay, the client comes to you having questions and seeking answers and breakthroughs and it's like you're meeting them halfway Mm -hmm. and you're showing up 50% they're showing up 50% I hate it when people are like putting words in your mouth um so I really like um what you said about guiding people to reach their own breakthroughs and epiphanies love that that makes you just like such a good coach and healer Thank you. Yes, I actually have just in a regular 
um, traditional work environment, been a coach and trainer for a very long time. And there's such a difference between training and coaching. And um, yeah, people miss a lot of the boat of coaching by just, just training and directing. So. Okay. Yeah. Real quick. What's the, how would you describe the difference between coaching versus training? Like what I'm thinking is like training is like here's step-by-step. Step, this is what you do. This is what you do when this happens. This is how you troubleshoot. Whereas coaching is like, how can you specifically do better? Yes. So in a traditional work environment, um, it is very data focused. It's really your foundational. How do you do this? Like, tell me the step-by-steps. Coaching though is about navigating the areas that are not data points strictly. So life happens in the gray area, right? And any company has their policies and procedures. And those are usually pretty typical black and white. And that's just never where life happens. So coaching comes into play when you're looking at the situations, either in a typical work environment, as I do a lot, or in life where there's not necessarily a black or white answer. And you have to be able to think your way through it um, to a successful end. Mm -hmm. And as a coach, my way and my version of navigating a situation that may appear to be identical to something you're going through, my end result that's going to provide a really healthy completion for me could be very different than yours. So mm. I have to be able to ask the right questions in order to allow you to connect your own dots. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Totally agree. It's so mm. much about asking the right questions. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it takes time. It's more of an investment of time and dedication and holding space for somebody. So, but I love that. Mm -hmm. I just, I love that. I feel you. Okay. So let's um, talk a little bit more about numerology. Um, so first of all, what is numerology and why does it matter? Numerology is... Um, I say it's like astrology with numbers only. Yeah. But it, it's just a real easy way to explain it, but it's the study of the significance of the numbers in relation also to letters in the name, because every letter has a numerical value. And so each numerical value has an energetic impact. And so how do all of those energetic impacts combine for your outcomes? of say your life path, your expressions, your soul urges, the details and minutia that you can get into mm -hmm. um, with going into a deep dive on a personal chart. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about life path. How yeah. I recently explained it to someone, not mm -hmm. that I'm an expert, but um, <laughs> I said it's kind of like your astrological sun sign. You could say that. Okay, yeah, but, I would um, say that that could align to it. What it really, what I tend to state is that it's your riverbank. It's that through line in your life that is going to give an outline for the types of 
events and opportunities that you will have in order to learn the lessons that you are meant to learn this lifetime. Can you expand a little bit more? Because if we just talk about lessons like that, it kind yes. of feels like life is just a struggle and you learn lesson <laughs> after lesson. What's oh, the point? No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't see it that way. But yeah, I could see that you could see. So let me just say, um, my life path is a five. Okay? Mm -hmm. Five is, if in the, the general speak, it's about change. New people, new places, new things. So let's just talk about what my life, what kind of life I came into. Mm -hmm. My daddy was in radio and we moved like the military about every two, two and a half years, all my life. So I had a lot of change of location, change of school, change. I mean, everything. It was like a clean slate every couple of years. Change really is about constructive freedom, really at its deeper roots. Um, and so I had to be able to learn how to utilize change in a really productive manner. And I'm also not to throw too much into the mix, but I'm also um, a manifesting generator. So I have a lot of different little, I've had a lot of different interests. I'd like to get a little bit of a lot of things and fives need to learn how to focus on an interest and see it through to their completion. Because if you're not seeing something through, you're going to miss a lot of what that experience offers you, whether it's a lovely memory experience um, uh -huh. or it is a life lesson that you would really embody. Mm -hmm. um, and that when I say life lesson, that doesn't necessarily mean anything about a hardship. It would mean an insightful perspective. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said that just because I feel like when people say, oh, what lesson do you learn? When mm -hmm. you just like got your ego smashed in the face. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't care. But yeah. um, I would say like every time you learn a quote unquote life lesson, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a life upgrade. Now you're like, you just install like a different, another wisdom. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like you just upgraded. Um mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so there's yeah, you can't have that additional wisdom without having shifts in perspective. You just cannot have it; just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so there's like everyone has their own life path number, mm -hmm. and then we have like a expression number, and mm -hmm. then there's this other thing called a soul urge number. Yes. And how I think about this is, life is a very long time. I'm a life path one. And let's say I live like a hundred years. Mm -hmm. um, every year is a different number for me. So it's like my life path is a one, but 2023 was a personal year six. Okay. And then 2024 is a personal year seven. Mm -hmm. But then collectively 2024 is a year eight. eight. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So numerology runs in cycles of nine and a quick arch is that one is your new beginnings. You have all the little steps in between to reach your nine, which is completions. Good, solid completions are foundational for new beginnings to launch. 
So it runs this cycle of it with your personal years. So you have your life path of, for you, you've got your one life path. That's your through line. That's just an arch that's going to remain a constant throughout your life. Within that lifetime, you will have cycles of nine year patterns. Mm -hmm. And within those years, there is also the nine life cycle. It's almost like a clock with a minute hand and a second hand and a super second hand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to sort of see that they're kind of spinning in union with one another Mm -hmm. and the universal year, I know we give, we put a lot of excitement around it. I don't necessarily put too much deep weight on it in relation to my personal year. I will say that what I do is I look at within an eight year, what are potentially the months within my personal year that would align with certain months of the universal that I may need to put a little extra attention to. Oh, okay. (laughs) So Uh, say within any given year, I'm just going to say an example. Um, If there was a year where there was, I was in a five personal month and the universal year was in a nine. Mm -hmm. I may pay particular attention to that because there could be a lot of change that could, that could result in a lot of endings Mm -hmm. in my, in that month for me. Yeah. Yeah. On things like that, I kind of give it a little bit more attention and a little more love in Uh my thought process. But other than that, I don't. (laughs) Okay. So like, if someone books a numerology session with you, mm-hmm. this is something you like might point out to them. Yes. If yes, absolutely. When okay. we're going through, if we're going through um, their personal year, if they're mm-hmm. getting a kind of synopsis, which will be a special for your. Yay. Yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we roll in any further, can you um, briefly go through what each number means yeah so a one is new beginnings Mm -hmm. it's also your independence number it's really where you want to individuate yourself um it's a leadership number two is what i call the venus flytrap number it sums it up very well it is not an energy that you are going to make things happen but you can certainly make big things happen by being prepared and taking advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. Like a Venus flytrap flower, like they can't go on the hunt for their food, but if a fly lands, there's a big dinner. Okay. So if somebody is is in like their personal two year, that Mm -hmm. would be like kind of like a internal year where you're just like preparing. So let's say an author mm-hmm. who write books, that would be like a year for writing. You're not putting things out in the world. It's like you're like in your cabin and you're writing day in, day out. It feels quiet. And then the maybe the next year you publish your book and it's like successful and you're on TV and you're being interviewed and you're doing like book tours. Is that kind of how it is? It very well could be. Okay. So it's like a preparation year. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of preparation in that year. It, and it's not that big things can't happen because when 
when the moment is supposed to happen, when that iron is supposed to strike, it will. It's about mm. being ready for the opportunity. So while you're writing in your cabin, you may very well be keeping your connections to the publishers that you know, letting okay. you know that you're you're working on something and you may not be trying to sell anything or make a push or do the close the deal, but mm -hmm. you're just putting your feelers out there and you're just doing your own thing. Okay. And when it's meant to happen, it will happen and you'll be ready because you're doing the work. So you're okay. like the duck water, you know, little feet under there. Yeah. I've heard you, you said two, the number two, the energy of that is like Venus flytrap. Yes. I've heard people talk about like harmony. Yes. Yeah, so a two energy, I call it the Venus flytrap because people really understand the take advantage, like you're not being able to make the moves yourself, but it's a number of cooperation. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably why they're thinking about harmony uh, because you can't have a successful cooperative environment or relationship when there's a lack of harmony mm. for sure. And then your three year is more communicative. It's a very feminine energy. It's a little bit more light and social, easy breezy, a little butterfly. That's yeah. your social butterfly year. <laughs> How about um, three energy? Three energy is a social energy, creative, great with artistic abilities, written words. I love that. That feels very yeah. Gemini. Yeah. Like lighthearted, yeah. um, easygoing, yes. creative, like witty almost. Yes. Very okay. easy, breezy, social. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the four? Four is your work number. Work the plan, create the foundations. That's what that four energy is about. Like build, like found, setting up like solid foundations, like building. Yes. Yep. It, it, it's really the, that energy can feel the most restrictive because yeah, sounds very Saturn. You're just like working. Yeah. You're just, you're doing the do you're doing the thing working, <laughs> working, working. That's, you know, that's like you're in kind of in the weeds, so to speak. Um, and a lot of aspects of that. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean it won't be fun. It's oh, just gosh, like, no. yeah, like foundation, like say if somebody have like a life path for, they're just like very grounded, very pragmatic, like very, very Capricorn pragmatic. energy, mm -hmm. like yes. earthy. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I know you talked a little bit about five, but um, what's the energy of five? So five is new people, new places, new things. It is about constructive freedom. Using you elaborate wisely. what is constructive freedom? <laughs> so constructive freedom means, how would I best say? Constructive freedom is using freedom responsibly. Mm. So you would have someone who maybe has a lot of nomad in them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're the happy traveler. But if they're the happy traveler with full disregard to the responsibilities needed to maintain that life, they would not be optimizing the five energy. Oh, okay. Hmm. So somebody, 
when you said that, I was thinking the few life path five people I know, they mm -hmm. just feel a little reckless. Yes, there can be an, there definitely is the potential for recklessness in a five. Absolutely. And like learning how to find the balance uh, between discipline and that freedom yes. is kind of like their very general overall life lesson. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I sure <laughs> hope so. Are you, like... <laughs> are you seeing some struggles that people are going through in the back of your head? You're like, ooh. <laughs> um, I know you're a life path five and obviously yeah. like every life path five, there's so, there's so many nuanced things. Oh. But um, definitely tendency to overindulge. Yes. Yes. You have to be very aware of physical pleasures, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol, sex, drugs, anything you could really overdo that seems like great fun. Oh, okay. You've got to really, it's like kind of got an addictive energy to it. Right. Why is that? Change, change, new experiences. It's just so enticing for the five energy to be like, oh, shiny object. Oh, shiny little new experience. Oh, let me try that. <laughs> oh, okay. So like wanting to feel something in yes. life. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm new a seeker of experiences. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we do, we have to be very mindful of that and navigate the little minefield that that can be at times. Got it. All right, moving on to six. That is your responsibilities and dedication to family, friends, community. It is really the community number. It's your family number. Okay. It's, um. The few life path six people I know, they're very like nurturing, like cancer yep. vibes. Yep. Yeah. And you it's funny because it, yeah. when you think about like the six numbers, kind of like mm -hmm. a pregnant woman, it's like you're oh nurturing. Oh my gosh, yes. I had never thought about that. But yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that visual. Oh my gosh, I'll steal that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like cancer energy. <laughs> <laughs> and um. Moving on to seven, um, I'm hearing a lot about, you know, seven being more so like an internal, like spiritual evolution, like that kind of vibe. But before all of that, I always thought it was like the lucky number. Well, any number could be lucky True. if you really attach to it. If that's uh -huh. what you've decided your totem number of luck will be, it could be anything. Um Seven is really, it is an introspection number. It is deep study. That could be science and mathematics. It can be religion. It could be metaphysical, um, which obviously is how it lands in me. That's the number of spirituality. Uh, mathematics, most people don't think about as spiritual, uh, but ask a mathematician and I'm sure that they will find quite a religion in it, so to speak. So- <laughs> you know? Um, but that's really what it is. It's, it's deep, deep introspection. Okay. And because it is such an introspective number, the challenge with those that have the seven paths 
is to get very comfortable with being in their own company, quiet and solitude without loneliness. Because mm. you really do need to be in your own energetic and in your own thoughts to go down the deep levels that you are called to go to. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You can't huh. have someone else chatting their opinions up in your ears. Like you really need to dig in for yourself. Yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny because uh, this is my personal seven year, 2024. Mm -hmm. And in December, I did that silent retreat. Yes. And I was like, I love solo time. I love being quiet and alone. And this feels so spacious. Oh, yes. I Yes, absolutely. 100%. I I love my own company. <laughs> it took me a long time to get there. Same. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Okay. What about number eight? Eight is about the balance of power. People really speak about it as the number of money, abundance, manifestation. And it is not taken away that with money comes power. And, you know, power can be misused all too easily. So it's really about finding the balance between what the value is in material experiences and tangible things and not over abusing, like getting stuff for the sake of having stuff. It's the year where, yep, you could manifest something really huge. Is it something that you have deep value in? And being mm -hmm. able to recognize the difference between wealth, 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 like just as it is and value. Okay. So um, how I'm kind of seeing it is a great year for physical things, manifestation, like resources, like property, like money, like 3D Maybe. things and and that comes with like learning a lot and um, wisdom around personal power. Yes. What, what really, what really is an abundant material life for you? That abundant 3D life. What is that for you? It may mm -hmm. be the big house and the fancy car and such. And that may be really where your sweet spot is. It could be someone who wants a really sweet cabin out in the woods and freedom mm -hmm. <laughs> to be able to utilize their 3D wealth in ways that nurture their soul. Yeah, yeah. And when you think about it from just a traditional career perspective, it could be the year that, you know, the big letters come, the CEO, the VPs, the, all of that. And there's a lot of power in those positions. So how are you going to embody that position in a way that's not abusive? with that mm. title okay love that so it's kind mm -hmm. of like you a year if you're in your eight years like strengthening of personal values mm -hmm. and then um learning how to handle your power and yeah. I was talking to someone she was really frustrated like she feels scarce and you know like scarcity 
around money, somebody can make like $5 million a year and still feel scarce. And some people genuinely are like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I feel scarce. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just want more money. I want to make a lot of money. But then I also feel bad for wanting that. I'm like, you have such great character. And if more money falls in your hands, the world will only become a better place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever that is, is probably really needing to put their focus on their own personal value system and leave money out of it. Just leave Mm -hmm. that out of it and just think about their value system and what, what feels expansive to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. outside of the dollars because right. that's like that's like the baby's breath in the floral arrangement you know the real good stuff that it's the roses in there you know so lately yeah. I've been thinking how you know how people say money is like oxygen in your business is oxygen in life sure yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. like also it's like you need oxygen in order to thrive and how do you want to thrive and like mm-hmm. you know be really clear how you want to live in the world and exactly. that money is there to support how you want to like support your intentions I guess yeah and anything that's above and beyond those needs to be able to fulfill that life that's just an opportunity to be able to maybe share that with someone else because you have the funds to do it. It's just a way to expand what your core values really are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you have like shitty core values, like yes. money amplifies one's values, I guess. Yes, it's, um, I have been known to say that money is like stardom. If you were a real snot, when you were unknown and poor, you're going to be a really big, well-known snot when you're rich and famous. It, it does. It just amplifies who you are. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And you mentioned a little bit about nine being completion. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a humanitarian number, first and foremost. Um, most people tend to learn lessons very well when they're able to see it from the other person's shoes as well. Some of us really learn quicker that way. Some do not. Uh, But it's really about being able to put your heart out there is the way I see nines, put it out there, whether it's to other people or to yourself, like really being able to like open yourself up to see where you're at what you've successfully navigated and close that up so that you can be open to what that has prepared you for. It's like, if you're building a house, you're going to have to build that concrete foundation first. So your home does not sink. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you gotta build it on something. And so your nine year is about plowing that land, mapping out your footprint, putting down the foundations and like sealing up that foundational work that you have been, one would assume, working for the past eight years. So what you potentially had come up in a one year 
should be coming to completion of sorts in a nine year. So you could move on. So that mm. is the energy of a nine. So humanitarian in and of itself, overall, it's about closures that are required for foundational support to grow. Okay. Um, I have a close friend and client 2022 was her nine personal year. Mm -hmm. And she was pretty excited like, oh, 2023 is going to be my one year. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, it's going to be like new beginnings. My nine year was so hard. Mm -hmm. And then her personal one year in 2023, it was still hard. So it was like every year comes with its challenges. And I would say it's kind of like every year has like an overall theme. It does. But like, even if you don't know what number the year was for you, like it's still going to express itself in ways that it needs oh, to. Oh, absolutely. It's still going to express itself. And when we've gone through our nine year, and then we think that one year is going to be all like brand new shiny objects, and it's not there's a strong likelihood that there was something that wasn't deeply embraced as far as learning mm -hmm. within those past nine years. So there may have been some lessons learned, but not to the depth that you were really requiring to take it in, mm -hmm. in order to change the energetic. So you sort of cycle back to see if you can learn it to the depth you need this time around. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. All right. So that's like the nine numbers. And, yes. you know, there's like the 11 and the 22. Yes. We don't have to go into that, but yeah, there are just like numbers and karmic right, numbers. Yes. Right. Extra special numbers. Yes. There's extra special numbers. Mm -hmm. First time I heard about numerology, it was from like this little dude who was an intern for my friend. And he was like, so I, I've been told my life path number is 11 and that's like super special. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could make it super special. That doesn't mean he would have. There's the potential. <laughs> I was like, this is cute. Um, but yeah, okay. So if somebody is like new to numerology, we now see Instagram posts about those things. But mm -hmm. if someone's like relatively new or completely new, Yes. How, what would you like them to know? That, you know, we all have those things that happen in our life that we're wondering why the timing of this? Why, I mean, I get it. Maybe I'm supposed to learn something. Clearly I'm supposed to learn something. <laughs> this is happening. But why now? Because I've been doing X, Y, Z. It doesn't make sense to line up. And numerology can really look at your years and say, this is the reason why it's happening now. Mm -hmm. And it also, what I really love about it is that, you know, if I have like a superpower at all, it would be the ability to connect a wide range of perspectives and form one overall concept. And numerology to me is a very broad-based concept that you can hone in on certain details and magnify them. So you have your life path, 
but you have your expression. So how is it that you express your natural talents and abilities? And you have a soul urge, which is like your real inner motivation. And those two really work in tandem. It's a left hand, right hand in order to support what your life path is. Um, are you naturally um, super structured and organized like me? I used to joke that in retail, I missed my calling and I should have worked at the container store because I just love organization so much. And I have a 22-4 expression. I literally express my skill sets in structured, organized ways. It's oh. just who I am. Okay, my, so you're saying like you, even though your life path is a five and mm -hmm. you have a soul urge number of four, which is all about foundations and organizations. So like you really- is four. My expression oh, right, is four. My bad. Yeah. Expression yeah, okay. is four. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. your expression number, which is separate from your life path number, mm -hmm. helps you kind of find how you like to do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for and me. And express your purpose. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. And then the soul urge for me is a six. That is that family and community. I love real small, intimate connections. I'm not the know everybody have lots of, I don't have very large social group friends. I may know a lot of people, but I have always had a very small inner circle mm. because that real deep connection is just something that I thrive on. And yeah. so going through a five life path with all the change, the moving, okay. I used to tell people, I don't travel. I just move. Like, I don't, that's all I do I just move <laughs> all the time. Uh, but there was this real need to have a structured environment, nice and organized and such, because as a little one being uprooted all the time is, is a, can be a struggle. It yeah. was a struggle for me. Um, a lot of times it is because it's a, it's a hard lesson. You kind of want routine when you're little bitty, you know, and I didn't really have it. Um, it was always like a new gig. So, so it doesn't surprise me that my expression is a four, <laughs> I can structure and organize and it was a way of control, but mm. now it's not a way of control. It's just a way for me to have freedom. It provides me boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very so cool. That's kind of how they link together. And it's really interesting to know those things about yourself in a real concrete manner and how they can weave together. Yeah. To really validate how you navigate your, your world and your life. And that can be so empowering. Totally. Okay. Can yeah. we, I love the example you gave about you. Can we talk about my life path yes. expression and soul urge numbers and how they like overlap and work with each other just so people yeah. kind of know what this means yeah absolutely okay so you have a one life path so for you forging your own individual path is imperative you may be doing something that a lot of other people do but you will not do it anything like they will do it you will be doing it like Sandy does it. And it's okay. important that you do that because it's the one energy. You're supposed to be very individualized in your expression of what you do in life, period. That's it. Now, 
you have a two expression. So cooperation is a real big thing for you. And harmony. I love that you are holding the containers that you do, you know, in your business, because it's promoting a cooperative, harmonizing environment. You thrive in that. You thrive Thank in you. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where you shine. That's where you shine. And because of that, the people who go through it would also have the benefit of that empowerment. Period. That was just I was always I was happy when I did your chart. I was like, oh, of course, <laughs> of course, this makes such sense. <laughs> of course. And then your soul urge is a 22-4. Now, 22 is a master number. Um with master numbers, you always start at the foundational number though. So you are starting with that four energy. Um, so that soul urge for you, that's your inner motivation. I would say that you really do like a system to things. And <laughs> when I when I think to your containers as well, what has brain rewiring, if not a system like, and you, <laughs> and you support people through their brain rewiring in your unique manner. Mm. So oh, do you okay. see sort of how that weaves together just right at the surface? Yeah. Yeah. Um, very cool. Okay, so before I had my reading with you, I always thought my expression number was a three. Mm -hmm. But I think I probably just didn't include my middle name. Yes, yeah, your middle name counts, your whole name has to come into play. Okay, so life path is like your birth date. So you add up all the numbers, and then you derive it to one single number. Yes. Um. Okay. And mm -hmm. expression is your name and the letters involved. Yes. So you take your first name and have your total and your middle and have a total, your last and your total, and then you add your totals together. Okay. So, that sounds more mm -hmm. like work to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> so just like three little sets. Yeah. So you add them all together. So that is your expression. And then your soul urge is the numerical value of all the vowels in your name. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, mm. Do people name their kids based on numerology or yes. is that like a factor? Yes, absolutely. Um, my mother, uh, when she was having the boys, uh, my brothers, I was in high school. I was the only child until Joshua was born. And he was born when I was a sophomore in high school. And my baby brother, who is now not so baby, uh, he was born six months after I graduated high school. So I know my parents were babies when they had me and they were just like grown adults when they had my brothers, but she was really feeling their energy. I've never been pregnant, but she was like, I knew them. She spoke to them all the time. She was really connected to their little spirit energy and knew like what their calling was. And she was drawn to certain names. And she wanted them to have a numerological balance to the name and was really wanting to be able to set them up to not have to overcome any kind of karmic lessons. So I mean, with Joshua's, um, 
I remember sitting down at the table and she was like, we have to figure out a middle name. Like we have got to, we have the first and the last, obviously we've got this, this is it. We have to come up with a name that has these letters in it, like somehow, some way, because these are the ones we're missing. And we came up with, we created a name. Wow. That's, you know, his name. And Elijah, she had two names for him. Both felt very, very strong and similar. And she knew that they were meant to come in as partners. So she wanted them to be able to be cohesive and work together. And she said, well, we'll just see what he, see what he looks like. And he came out and he got the name he looked like. So, so yeah, she really did a lot of work with them. Yeah. Yeah. With wow. Me, okay. With me, it was pure, it was pure destiny, pure destiny. They thought I would be a boy. Nobody ever had a girl born first. It was always, I was always a boy. Okay. And so I just got lucky with my name. Got it. Yeah. Um, Wow. So with, okay, so you can set the intention with naming your child so they don't have so many karmic lessons in their lifetime. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. I mean, that shit is hard. Yeah. And there's a lot of cultures that obviously have namesakes that they want to utilize more because of its, you know, meaning in the culture, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so there's, yeah. there's all sorts of that. So they're really numerology is no different got it yeah do you always like math when you're little um I liked money math but I didn't just like math (laughs) that's that's the truth of it I liked it when it related literally to money I felt like that was quite a game yeah Um, yeah but I didn't like like math in general but I think that just came from the fact that we were far from wealthy. And my mother was in property management for a couple of years. She was a apartment manager and she got one year, a hundred dollar bonus, which was an enormous amount of money at that time. And it was all in ones. And she literally got given a hundred ones. And it was a game that we're like, how long could we make that last and like have fun with it? like mm. and have fun with it. So it was very, it was my first money lesson in utilizing money for valued memories, like things that would really matter. And because of that, I think I was six at the time. Um, it set, it set up like a playfulness around money. I me, love that. Which is why I've always liked it specific to <laughs> I like yeah. money math. <laughs> yeah, I like money math. <laughs> okay. Um, you mentioned with universal year, or some people call it like collective year. Um, yes. so that's like the year for year. the collective. Yeah. You said you don't put much weight on that. Um, mm-hmm. for why me is... personally. Oh, oh, for you personally. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, I know a lot of people are talking about. Oh. 2024 is an eight year. Um, what should people know about that? How can people take advantage of it? Yeah. So as a universal year, as that collective year eight, I would expect to see a lot of representations and examples of the misuse of power and the constructive use of power. 
And I do find that it is very fascinating that we have such turmoil in parts of the world right now with destructive uses of power. And we're also in a real heavy political year mm. where, you know, that's our, that's our highest power in the land, supposedly, is by title. Um, and you have all of the factors that come into that that are very big money powers. So politics is so intertwined with so many very large, large avenues of money. And so you start seeing, I just think it's fascinating, like looking at the political candidates and looking at them from a power perspective. And Elaborate you, on how it's interesting. Well, you have, you have um, our traditional candidates um, from <laughs> there. Let's just, I'm going to be as politically correct, pardon the pun, as I can. Uh, you have traditional politics mm. and you have the Democrat democratic party power. You have the Republican party power. You have their big pharma power, their big WHO connections. Those are very powerful financial institutions, mm -hmm. very powerful. And then you have Kennedy who's coming in, who has a lifetime philanthropic dedication and that is a very healthy use of power mm -hmm. big pharma not so much <laughs> oh god the worst but you can see like this is where you really start like it's things are going to come out of the weeds because yeah. that's what the year is about and our election year being a nine year but there's a lot that could be said for that like, what have we truly learned over the past eight years that we can come to a completion or are we going to not quite learn it yet? And we're going to, um, sorry, um, our election year is this year, right? Well, it's, but they take, they take, they take their role in the, oh, okay. Right. That and as sense. of October, you start feeling the energies of the next year. Oh, okay. okay. So, so where are we going to be? Mm. Where are we going to be? Because Elections are in November and that will be a one year. Okay. So yeah, there's, you could go lots of different directions with that. So where are we as a collective going to be with our humanitarian arts? Where huh. are we going to be? Where have we come? What lessons have we learned? Are we going to fail ourselves and not, and not show up, you know? for the lesser of our man. Um, and if we don't, then we're going to have to cycle through on another, another nine-year cycle to see if we can better ourselves during it. So it's a, so when I look at universal years, absolutely huge dynamics. And yes, mm -hmm. of course they can impact me. Of course they would impact me. They'll impact us all, you know, an election year will obviously impact us all. Um, but I'm going to, I've headed into a 22-4 year. So my- For 2024? Yeah, my 2024, I thought was really funny. I was like, oh, wow, my 2024 is a 22-4. That's really weird. Um, that's where my focus is. 
Are there going to be some months that I need to pay some particular attention to? Sure. Sure. They are in respect to the bigger, broader collective, but my personal, my personal journey will always override the universal one. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people, especially like Americans, they look at the traditional you know, candidates. Yes. You're, you just feel a little tired. Like those are the people we get to pick. Like, fuck this. I know. Like this is, you know, I... presidents used to be someone you kind of sort of respect, but now they're just like clowns and it's people are scary. over that. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that there is a huge shift and, you know, I'm always, I'm naturally a hopeful person. Mm. <laughs> Um, you know, I've got, I've got that soul urge of a six. I have this, I have this need for successful harmonizing communities and our nation is just a big community, you know? So of course I'm drawn to something like that. Um, what do I do? I, I show up and vote. I mean, you know, that's, that's my power. (laughs) That's my power. (laughs) And, you know, I show up and vote and I'd be the best human that I can be. You know, yeah, I also so, feel like um, people are like realizing like if I'm like counting on those people and what they do for me, like I cannot depend on my well-being and my life on those big powers. So I'm going mm-hmm. to like start empowering myself. And if yeah. they're already doing that, doing it at a deeper level. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, very I interesting. Agree. I agree. <laughs> very much in alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Uh, can you tell me something about my personal seven year? A personal seven year. So I would expect that you will be digging in deeper to topics that you've had interest in, or you may stumble across something really early in the year that triggers you to deep dive. And you will likely make a lot of internal connections. Huh. Okay, interesting uh, that you pointed it out because leading up to 2024, I'm like, I already do energy work and, you know, I'm like in this world, like, what am I going to do? Like fucking levitate? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, December 31st I had an energy healing session with a friend who was also like a client mm-hmm. um don't you wouldn't usually work on New Year's Eve but um we did an energy healing for her and mm-hmm. I had trained in Akashic Records mm-hmm. um 2023 just out of like personal curiosity oh. yeah and then I just haven't really had time to get the practice sessions in and it was kind of just like on the back burner like I knew I could do it if I wanted to Mm -hmm. um but that reading it really showed up and turned all the way on I was like okay I think we need to get into your Akashic records Mm -hmm. um so we did that and it was like a really powerful experience Mm -hmm. and then January 1st I was talking to a friend. We're just like chatting. She lives in Berlin. And we were just like, oh, let's pull cards for each other and chat. I am so bad at pulling cards. It's not even a joke. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't like it. I only buy them because they're pretty. Um, They just aren't really my thing. And um, the question she wanted to ask 
I was like gonna pull cards for her. But I was like, I really can't just pull cards for you. We need to go into your Akashic records. Mm -hmm. Like, otherwise, I cannot rest. So that mm -hmm. was cool, too. So like two days in a row, I mm -hmm. am doing Akashic records with someone. And then January 2nd, this client um, I had for energy healing, she was like, I know you can do Akashic records in your energy healing sessions. Uh, can we do that? So I did it again. Um, so... Yeah, maybe I'll dive a little bit more into that this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes a pretty big player in your year. And because it will become a big player, uh, it'll probably lead you deeper into you. Into I'll see you. what comes mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Um, yeah, just letting it kind of do its thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's what, that's what study does. I mean, study is supposed to provide you understanding. More importantly, it's to provide you the opportunity for something new to be curious about. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's really um, what, it's, I mean, that that's what study is driven by. It's curiosity. Oh, yeah, totally. It's interesting so it, how, like, there's, like, a weird timing there's almost like a lag because I signed up because I was like, oh, so curious. But then I wasn't curious enough to like use it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now the curiosity is here. Yeah. 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 Um, you mentioned the whole, the new numerology year starts November? October. Okay. So, October. Mm -hmm. So the, the, energy of your next year, personal mm. year, universal year starts coming in, in October and it gets more powerful obviously than in November. And in December, it's really a tight weave. It's a real tight weave. You're almost feeling both at the same time. And then you go into January, your past year reduces its power a little bit. February is the final month where your last year is really influencing your current experience. And then March, you're all in. Got it. That makes so year. much sense yeah. because, you know, November, December, no one is really in that year. We're thinking about the new year in the U.S. is the holidays. No one is really like that present, you know? <laughs> They're not that present. and But there's also traditionally... There's a lot of emotion at the holidays. Oh God. And, yeah. And it starts coming in strong in October. I mean, once the stores start throwing up all that Christmas, man, you can just expect there's going to be some sort of drama. There's going to be like endings start to start um, things. People start getting fed up with things. They start finding a drive to connect to something new. Like they're, they're feeling this um it's almost like you're right it's kind of like yeah. the decorations for the holidays start happening mm -hmm. and the holidays really amplify Holiday what you don't feel good in your life yeah and settled with um so it's a very unsettling time mm. it's um I'm gonna just use an example here Okay. This might be a very strange example. I will give it a go. Years and years ago, we had an Australian shepherd 
who was precious. She was an outside dog. And my dad had an office, he self-employed and his office was still in the house. Okay. And he had a screen door and she used to sleep on the screen door and she had fleas. And so we started to get fleas coming into the office. And of course we weren't going to have that coming into the house. So we we're like all the holistic things. We wanted to help her out as naturally as possible. So we found out that you could use citronella and eucalyptus oil and bathe them in that. And it, the fleas didn't like it and you know, whatever. It did work, by the way. Mm. What happened though, is that dogs know their scent, right? They know their spaces from scent. So everywhere she laid didn't smell like her all of a sudden. It smelled like this eucalyptus and citronella. And she would go to her spaces that she would always know like, oh, this is where I snooze at this time of day. And she'd lay down and then she's like, clearly couldn't get comfortable there. It was like, it doesn't smell like me. Like it, she was so ungrounded you could literally just see her that i think is the energy that we go into the october and november and december with is that we know we're doing what we're supposed to be doing why does it not feel quite right why do i why am i all of a sudden not so not so happy doing this anymore why is it that i want to do that but like i i don't know what i want but i know i don't want this but then i don't know why i don't want that like it's just a lot of that energy and of course if you have anything that is unsettled and ungrounded in relationships you're gonna see struggle and <laughs> a lot of people have a hard time in their relationships um at the holidays it brings out the best and the worst in people you that know? is super true. Yes. I, I worked a mini Amal Christmas. And let me tell you, um, yeah, you see, you see everybody's stress and how they mm -hmm. handle it. You can have really sweet holiday clients and you can have really the opposite. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. And I always felt like mm, January and February just feel like trying to settle, trying to mm -hmm. integrate, trying to get going. It was yep. like, I want to run out of the gate running, but mm -hmm. it's almost like there's something that's just not there Maybe yet. Not. And yeah. then March rolls around. I feel like, oh, I'm ready to go. Like mm -hmm. the year is like, we, we we're going. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, spring hip starts really at that time in most right. of the world, you know? So it's like, that is when we get to spring into action and spring into like full on power of whatever that new year is, because we're liberated from the old one. Got it. So mm -hmm. like October through end of February is almost like this transition period. Mm -hmm. yes. Got it. Yes. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I was yes. in past January's, not so much this year. I always felt like I feel like I should feel more motivated, mm -hmm. <laughs> feel like I should be running. Um, yeah. But then it's always like, oh, I need to slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a good time to be making plans and such. I know it's a great time to obviously set into play some resolutions or commitments to oneself. It, it's always it's always a, a nice time to kind of shake up that energy a little bit because when you are in transition, it eases things. If you're going to be doing something a little different, like mm. 
if you were to move, it's so easy to reinvent yourself. If you are now in a different house or a different city or a different like location, like you can be something new and fresh. And it's kind of what a January is like, let's try on, let's try on new aspects of ourselves through these resolutions, commitments, intentions, what have you. And let's see like what shakes out <laughs> and what I stick with and what, what you have hung on to by March. Those, those are the for reals. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is super insightful. You're such an expert. And I just found it fascinating that you've always known numerology since you were like a little girl. Yes. Yes. Because my mother, uh, we, one of our many moves was to Virginia Beach, Virginia, and the Edgar Casey Foundation is there. And I don't know if it's still the largest library, but at that time, it was the largest religious and spiritual metaphysical library in the world. And my parents and I were there all the time that we could. Um, I actually didn't like it so much at that time. I was young. I was seven, eight years old, eight years old, I guess, when we moved there. And they had this little bitty corner for kids books. And I was so advanced in my reading, which just killed me to be there. Um, but my parents thrived, um, found meditation and numerology and reincarnation. And my mother really dove into her spiritual side. She is a seven life path. Oh, okay. and so she really, she just blossomed there and she found numerology and she's naturally very skeptical. She's a Scorpio. She's very, <laughs> very skeptical, very intense. Um, and, but she liked the idea of it. And so she did readings on anyone and everyone, all, anyone she could to see like, does this have legs? <laughs> you know, <laughs> does this really have clout? And it did. And we just found it over and over and over. It just nailed it and nailed it and nailed it. And people were so enthusiastic about it. And my mother was a really wonderful numerologist still is. Um, and so I, by the time I was eight, eight and a half, it was a language being spoken in my home and I'm far from eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really far from eight. Um, and so I've just, I've just never not known it. Never. Right. Not. And so numbers have always been a real deep, deep connection. Um, numbers and words themselves. I and mean, when I first, I wrote very early, I read very early, the idea to me that people could write lines on a piece of paper somehow and squiggle them and put them straight and like make shapes and stuff out of them. And someone would know what they meant blew my mind. I remember the awe of words, <laughs> like how that would work. And I felt like that with numbers. Mm. So, yeah. So that's really that's really where my deepest passions are. And I think it's why I like coaching too. And I like language and being able to phrase things and ask questions. And I like the insights because language is so deeply personal to us and how we express. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've just, they've just always been there. Got it. Mm -hmm. Very cool story. Cause I didn't know you like 
were an expert and all of a sudden like I found out and we did my reading which was so helpful and it's always like very validating when you know your astrology stuff and your human design stuff now is kind of confirmed like mm -hmm. some of the traits you yeah, already learned from those other systems and mm -hmm. then it's like oh numerology I'm this 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 and that it's just like very like reaffirming um yeah. and you are so good at this. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I really, I've been hearing a lot. And I, I know some basic astrology. It's not, it's, I don't know enough to really speak too intelligently about it. Yeah. Um, I feel that. most like when I hear it, I'm like, yes, I do know that, <laughs> but I wouldn't necessarily be able to speak it on my own. Um, but I find that the people who really do know about astrology really see the alignment with numerology in so many ways, which is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun for me. So fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell us about your offerings. Cause I, I swear like our session, like really was like, I don't want to say life changing, but I was definitely ha going through like a tougher time in mm -hmm. business and personal life and that really was like oh my gosh like someone just read me like a book and there's Yay. so much more to numerology than your personal year and your life path and yes. source and expression there's so yes so many details and yeah, I, I don't remember. yeah I remember I got a kind of like a pdf from from yeah. like a numerology person mm -hmm. um who was like big on instagram Mm -hmm. I really tried to read it and never finished. It was so long. I understood every single word, but when they were put into a sentence, I didn't know what that meant. So mm -hmm. Tiffany was uh, reading with you kind of just made that all make sense. That's good. I like to be able to connect like all components of the reading into one cohesive picture because that really is what it is, you know? And I do remember that we were going through just some of the life cycles and I had said, oh, at this age, this was probably what you were going through. And this is probably when X, Y, and Z would have been happening. And you're like, oh my God, yes. That's like right when I was leaving my corporate and I had just, it just was right there in the numbers. And it was really cool to be able to speak to it, you know, what was yeah. it that you found just for you? Like, what was the most, if you had like a key takeaway from the reading, like what was it for you? Cause I know that there was a lot of different things, but. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were like a lot of aha moments, like the light bulb going off moments when you related back to my business and my offerings. Mm -hmm. um, the whole brain rewiring, being called empowered and facilitating mm -hmm. a group and creating culture. Mm -hmm. uh, that was like, wow, okay. So those things weren't just me making shit up. No, they were very much in alignment. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot which specific numerology pieces those yeah. were yeah 
But um, I remember um, the life, the number nine came up a bunch, and that being um related to like harmony and humanitarian Mm -hmm. energy. And I was like, oh, maybe this is like overlapping with my Libra rising. Mm-hmm. And um, I do, I don't always do this perfectly. I'm sure I have like room to improve always. But I do see myself as someone who facilitates well and have the ability, like if there's a room of people and I'm leading the ability to make everyone feel taken care of and seen and safe mm-hmm. yeah. which is super important and yes I would see that you would have that skill absolutely and you have a nine growth number so it's you're very you've got a very humanitarian aspect to the way you learn and and as a coach the way you learn is going to have impact on how you teach and mm-hmm. how you coach so that is of no surprise to me whatsoever. <laughs> okay. I would love for everyone to book a reading with you. Um, so tell us how they can find you um, and the bonus you have for people who find you through this podcast. Yes. Okay. So I do a real deep dive. Um, it is a three hour deep dive into your numerology chart and you do get a full comprehensive notes from it too. So it's not like you got to take notes. You can actually just be present. I know you saw what I sent you. It's several pages. It's great and deep and I'll take notes within the reading. And so it's very personalized. So I do that. Um, and then of course I am in a high practitioner as well. So those are not three hours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) those are, those are 90 minute sessions and I, I love cards. So I do, I do Oracle card pulls with those as well. Um, right now it is, my readings are at a launch price. So I would certainly take advantage of them. Um, when you do book, you can find me on Instagram easy enough at the Tiffany Dawn. Um, you can really see a lot about me through my website, which is the Tiffany Um, so if you really kind of see a little bit more of my background and my history as to how I came about to who I am now. Uh, when you do book, there is a little opportunity there for you to state that you found me through you. Um, so as long as they let me know that Sandy was the reason they found me, what I'll do is I will give them a whole synopsis of what their personal months are within their year. So if they're in, you know, an eight year, they would be able to navigate the meaning for each of the months within the year and how to loop them in because an eight year may have, uh, you know, you'll have a six month in it, but a six month is going to present itself very differently in an eight year than it would in a three year or a four year. So you will have some little tweaks. The energetic is still there, but the way it presents itself is differently. Yeah, totally. And a year is like kind of like a long time. Yeah, it feels like it. But I will tell you that the older you get, the faster it goes. And I thought it was... (laughs) I thought that was BS and start until I started getting older. And then I'm like, oh, adulting makes it go fast because you have to plan. As a child, we're always like in receiving mode, you know? We yeah, I know. Plan the holidays. <laughs> we don't have to plan the things. And then, you know, they once you start come. having to, oh, yeah, they just come. But as an adult, you have to like 
foreshadow your holidays and your things. And yeah, it goes a lot quicker. Yeah, I think it's valuable um, just to layer that piece. So it helps you like be like, okay, which month is better for me to really dive into this project I've been wanting to do? Because nothing sucks when you feel like, oh, there's this, this, there's this idea, but you just don't get to it. And you feel like you're procrastinating and you're wasting time. But there's a timing piece to everything. Um, So I would say that is a very, very valuable resource. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And that can apply. Yeah. When you're talking about launches as an entrepreneur, that's, you know, that's super important, but there's also launches of new hobbies and places and a time to move and a time to potentially ask for that raise and that promotion. And there's a lot that can go into numerology that can support you through your, through your year. Um, Yeah. Like I said, that deep dive reading with you was amazing. And you just made it all make sense. And yeah, you have such a special gift, Tiffany. Um, I would love for everyone to experience it. Um, So tell us how people can get a reading with you uh, and where to find you. So I try to keep it simple. Um, Everywhere I am is the Tiffany Dawn. Um, That's my handle on Instagram. It is thetiffanydawn.com from my website. You can actually book through my little link tree on my Instagram bio. Uh, You can also book online. So they'll take you to the same place. Um, And yes, the deep dive is really a deep dive. You need to bring snacks and a drink. It's three hours. It is deeply aligned to you individually. And for those who find me and book stating that it is because of you, Miss Sandy, um, they will get a bonus of my providing them an overview of their personal year month by month. Yeah, it's very individualized, let me tell you. Um, And for somebody who is interested in doing this, I think it's really important for people to like, come up with questions and why they're seeking this kind of guidance mm-hmm. like what specifically is driving them to seek outside support yeah I think it's always fascinating when people open themselves up to new modalities and new opportunities for insight into themselves mm-hmm. uh, because that's that's really where you see your own personal growth and so for me to be able to come in and have the ability to shine some light on some potentials that only you as an individual can say, oh, I see that, how that plays in. I I see that because you're the one who knows your life, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. And it was super (laughs) interactive. Again, like Tiffany is such an amazing coach. Um, So yeah, I just think it's super valuable. Like, hey, this person is not just talking at me and I am a part of this. Yeah, the readings are really a co-creation. You know, yeah. I can I can pull together the chart. Um, but as you remember, even within our conversation, there were certain things like certain times where you asked me a question and I was like, oh, this is what I would put it as an example of. And I would just type it into the notes. So you weren't having to remember my little example. Like, um, I don't know if you remember that too much of a good thing is too much of a good thing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too little of a good thing is too little of a good thing. Like, it, you know, 
So we have like those little bitty triggers that come through individual conversations. So I like to be able to put it that way. And then people will have access to me and Voxer as well. So it's not like, oh, you get me for a week after the reading. Like you just, you get me. So okay. you'll That's always very supportive. have me. Yeah, because it's a new language for so many people to speak. So I can understand that it'd be very important for them to have that ability to quickly connect mm-hmm. um, and just bounce a bounce a question off or an idea. And I love, love hearing what people then discover and have epiphanies about like post reading because it is a lot to take in. It's it's a very nutrient dense afternoon. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. And I only do them on the weekends because of that. Um, just mm. because I've I've got a Monday through Friday gig. So yeah. you know, weekends are when I dedicate to to clients. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for okay. coming on and sharing your wisdom. Oh, thank you so much. I had so much fun with our reading and I've done a couple others since and they've just they just light me up. I love that. Love yes. It. This is like the best feeling, honestly. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I sometimes can have a hard time going to sleep. I just get so <laughs> jazzed. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you again, Tiffany. Um, again, everything you shared, all the links, all the offerings will be linked in the show notes. And um, yeah, let's wrap up here. All righty. Well, I look all forward right. to doing some, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. 